Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. This is episode 77 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and today I have a kind of different guest for you guys. I'm interviewing Chelsea Ma, who is the season two winner of Project Runway Juniors. Now, Chelsea's story is so amazing and inspiring because she started out with no real fashion experience. She had never done a fashion show or put together a full collection or anything like that. And at the young age of 14, she landed a spot on the Project Runway Junior show. She went on to win the show, get a full scholarship to FITM, where she tested out of high school early and started her college career at a young age. She's now 17, and in this interview, she talks us through what she's working on now and how she got there, how she landed that spot on Project Runway, how she has built her career from pretty much nothing to being a small celebrity. I know you guys are going to love Chelsea's story and her inspiration. She is a driving force in this industry, and I know she's going to go so far. Now, before we get started with the interview, as always, I will ask you a quick favor. If you enjoy the Successful Fashion Designer podcast, or if you enjoy this specific episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend. All you have to do is text them or email them or ping them on Facebook and say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. I really enjoy it, and I thought you would enjoy it too. The best way to get more people listening is for you guys out there who love the show so much. I know because you tell me via email, you leave amazing reviews on iTunes. The best way to help share this with others is for you to tell them. So do me a favor and take 30 seconds right now to share this episode or the show with someone if you enjoy what I'm putting together for you guys. All right. To check out the show notes for this episode, go to sfdnetwork.com slash 77. And now on to the interview with Chelsea. Welcome, Chelsea, to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Um, can you please start out by telling everybody who you are and what you do in the fashion industry? Hi, my name is Chelsea Ma. I was the winner of Project Runway Junior Season 2, and currently I am in fashion college, and I'm beginning to launch my own brand. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Um, so take us back. When was Project Runway Junior Season 2? When did this all happen? I believe this happened the year of 2016, and it aired 2017. Okay, so it's fairly fresh, considering we're yeah. in 2018 right now. Um, and tell us, like, where did this all start? Were you sewing a bunch of clothes and decided to apply for Project Runway? I want to hear about the whole story. What What's the background on that? Okay, so when I was about seven years old, my mom used to watch Project Runway, and I would watch it with her, and so it was, like, a huge thing in our family, but I actually hadn't started sewing till I was 12, and that was because I quit figure skating, so I was like, now I need a new hobby, <laughs> and so I chose um, fashion design, and so I got a private teacher. Well, first, I was like, I went to Joann's, and then after Joann's, I was like, no, I don't like this, but I still <laughs> want to sew, so I was like, I want to do my own stuff, and I got a private teacher, and from there, I was with her for about two years, and then she kind of came in one day, and she was like, oh my gosh, I saw this poster for, like, you know, Project Runway, uh, the juniors version, like the next season. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, you have to do this. And I was like, no, <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can do this. Cause I didn't believe my stuff was that good or that I had like enough skill to do this. So I was like, no, I'll, I'll aim next season. I was like that. And she was like, she, she basically told me like, no, you have to do this season. Like there's no reason for you not to. And if you get rejected, then that's fine. You can just aim next time. And so I was like, okay, yeah. The only problem was that like the deadline to send in applications was in like two weeks and you had to have like an entire portfolio. You needed a video. You needed like uh, to answer like this really long um, kind of like 
questionnaire about yourself and everything. And I had literally nothing done. And I believe during that time, it was like finals in high school for me. So I was like stressed out. <laughs> and it kind of just happened where I just I I really had to convince my parents to let me do this because it was already a lot. And I had to convince them that I really want to try out for this. So we did. The audition process took a while. It took about a couple to a few months. And then from there, I kind of just, I got in. That was like, it, they just called me one day and they were like, they sounded really like gloomy on the phone. They were like, hey, Chelsea, um, you know, there was a lot of applicants and like, I'm sorry to say, but like, we always knew you would get in. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, you're in the show. And then I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> at that point I had, I th they were going to say to me, sorry, but you know, there were too many applicants and you weren't picked. Yeah. But they were like, no, sorry. Yeah, we just always knew you'd get in. And it took a while. And we were, I was, yeah. So that was how I kind of got into the entire thing. Okay. So there's so – I want to know so much more about all of that. So let's start at the beginning. You hire this, like, magical teacher who – Yes, I who, love her. Yeah. Like, who is she? Where did you find her? What did this look like? Was she just some lady that knew how to sew and you were going to her house? Who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> um, I – she deserves so, so much credit because she helped me through, like, thick and thin throughout this entire process. Uh she is someone I think I honestly think I'm gonna say we found her on like Craigslist oh. uh, at first. Well, not maybe not that, but it was like we just typed in lessons because there's not a lot of people you know who sew. Okay, especially people who are giving lessons. It's just not like a it's not like a piano thing where you can just look up piano teachers oh, and right. like a bunch of people will pop up. Yeah. Like it's very hard to find someone who gives lessons like these. And so when I found her, it was like a token sent from like the heavens because. She was exactly what I wanted. She kind of taught me what I wanted to learn, like pat like pattern making and everything from kind of beginning, like start to finish of how to make an entire outfit from fabric sourcing to finishings. And it was amazing because like she kind of, I grew like a really amazing bond with her and I would go to her every week for like three hours. So it was like a lot. And then you were practicing at home she, on your own. Uh, or were you? <laughs> some, yeah, somewhat, yeah, yeah. I would, I would go to her, and then from there she would be like, "This is what you need to do for the next week." And okay. then I would be like, "Okay," and I go in the next week. Okay. But she would kind of just like guide me, and when she let me know about this competition, she really like the entire application process. She helped me through everything, like the video making, the outfits that I was going to put in. And the fact that I didn't have enough outfits for my portfolio, like we had to make like, I think five in two weeks. It was insane. And she like, she was with me the entire way. So her name is Miss Trang. And because I feel like she deserves a lot of recognition. She has this new website. She like she just launched this new brand, and I believe it's called. Um... Oh wait, one second. Sorry, Ms. give me Trey. A... Miss Trang. So it's T R A N G. That's her last name. Trang, T -R -A -N -G. Oh, she has launched. Yeah, she's launched a brand called Dose in L A. So it's D O E. And then skin and underscore LA if you want to go to Instagram and find it. Okay, and it's awesome. basically like um, an eco-friendly type of uh, fabric line where like all the fabrics are, um, they kind of, they're basically sustainable and they're all made in Los Angeles. So it's super, Very cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, found this amazing mentor who guided you through all this just on like Google or Craigslist or something, just the internet. And yeah. where do you live? Are you in LA? I, well, I used to live in the Valley area all the way in Chatsworth. So we'd have like a cut, like an hour or two hour commute to her place. Cause she lived all the way in LA. Okay. But you're in the general LA area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now so, I'm in Studio City. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So talk a little bit about like the application process. So you scrambled in two weeks and you submitted your application. And then what happened? You said there were some auditions. Like I want to hear what that was like. Uh, okay. So I submitted my applications. And then after that, they gave me like a call. I, I don't remember how soon the call was, but it was fairly soon where I was like really shocked that they answered my application. Mm. And they called me and then they had like a about like an hour interview with me on the phone. And then after that, they kind of had a, a couple or a few Skype calls with me, like 
weekly and it would be different people and we'd be interviewing about different things. Yeah, like what were they asking you? What were you guys talking about? Well, I mean, first it was just me as a person, I guess. They were trying to like grasp uh, who I was, my personality, okay. my design aesthetic. And then after that, like after I think that they liked me, they started giving me interviews about like what type of like character would we expect you to be on TV? Like uh. if you were on TV, like what? Like, what would you be like, I guess, in a mm. sense, especially in the competition? Interesting. And so we started talking about that. But, like, nothing like uh, where you tell someone you have to act like this and this. Like, sure. it was everything that you saw on TV was completely real. Yeah. <laughs> completely, yeah. So it was more just, like, they wanted to kind of make sure you fit into what they had in mind, I guess. Sure. And so I was really... You know, I was super lucky to be picked. And then from there, we had, it was called the semifinals, where you'd go in and you'd, like, meet everybody for the first time, and you'd bring in your rack of clothing, your portfolio and everything. And then if you pass, it was, it's that, I don't know if they show it on TV, but it's that round where you basically meet the two to three judges, and they say you're in and you're out. Yeah. So it was that. And then after that, you kind of get interviewed one more time, but on camera. And then you just wait. You just wait a really long time, and I think it was a couple months, and I finally got the call. I think it was the end of June, possibly, or the mid, mid-June, and they finally called me, and they were like, you got in. And then they also said, you're leaving in, like, two weeks. It's really like, it fast. Was a, it was a fast call. They are like, you're going. It, it's Yeah. They were like, you have 60 pages of um, paperwork you have to get done. Like, do whatever you can, but you need to leave in two weeks. And at this point, how old are you at this point? When you go in, I was when you 14. 14. I, I was and, 14. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you had like literally just started working with Miss Trang two years ago, learning, sewing, creating all this stuff, applied. It's a whirlwind. You're now going to be on this like huge international TV show. How are you feeling? I am feeling, well, I was first, I was feeling super excited. I was like, I got this. Like, I kind of like studied the challenges. I was like, okay, this is what they usually do. If they do this, how am I going to like react? But then also what you don't realize in TV is like a lot of things like time limits. I didn't think those are real because like, I'm like, how could you actually give someone a 30 minute time limit? Like Mm -hmm. in mood, that's incredibly short to find fabric, especially because mood is like three floors. And most of us don't live in New York. I think- all of us except one person didn't live in New York so we'd never been in there before Mm -hmm. and going in there everything was real like the time moments the judging that if your model didn't fit and it ripped it that was it you'd have to go as it was (laughs) so if your shoes fell off well you know good luck it was it was really real so that was scary but wow yeah so you're 14 and they you get shipped out to New York all by all by yourself no um Legally, you have to have a guardian with you if you're a minor. Okay. Yeah. So, so a guardian with comes with you. Yeah. Okay. And then, and and how many people are you competing with and what's their age range? What is it, like 13 to 16 or what's the age range? Uh, the age range is 13 to 18. It's okay. basically saying you have to be um, a minor to okay. compete. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you fly out to New York and they're like... And, and, and then what you just, you meet everybody and tell us a little bit about that, what that was like, like landing in New York and the whole adventure starting. Uh, I landed in New York and there was actually, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, to be honest, but we, I don't think this is an, um, we basically, we couldn't meet each other until the first episode because they wanted it to be a genuine, mm. um, reaction to meet each other. Mm-hmm. And so we would have to like, we'd see each other, I guess around, but we couldn't really, we had to wait, you know? until the cameras were on and they were like, okay, now meet everybody. Okay. And so it was like really, it was really intense because it was in, if you saw the first episode, it was in um, New York. It was like in this park, I think it was Central Park. And you met everybody with all these cameras around and everybody around. And that's when you would finally see everyone. And then Hannah Jeter and Tim God just walk out. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's like a, um, really overwhelming but very exciting experience yeah and then so tell us a little bit about the first like the first episode the first challenge you're kind of doing everything for the first time like how does that feel what is that like you're backstage sewing or you're in the design studio sewing I mean tell us a little bit about that experience 
<laughs> okay, well, the first episode was kind of... The first episode was rough for me just because going in, I definitely consider myself an underdog. And I think a lot of people, other people did too, especially considering my age and how much experience I had compared to others. Like, even though I was coming in at, oh, actually, I turned 15 right before the show started mm. because I was 14 when I got in. But before I went, I turned 15. Or was it during? I can't even remember. But I turned 15 and... There were a couple people, you know, younger than me, I think like a couple, one 14 year old and two 13 year olds. And they had done fashion shows. They had done, they had sold their items, like all of these things they had done. And I was, I believe I was maybe the only young person who had never done any of these things. And so I was really intimidated. And the first episode, it was like, you could do whatever you want as long as it was inspired by Central Park. And so I decided to, <laughs> out of all the fabrics, I decided to use Arganza, which, if you know, is an incredibly annoying and difficult fabric to work with. <laughs> and then I chose a vinyl piping just because, I don't know, I just thought it looked nice, but I totally forgot how technically difficult it is to sew those two things together. So that those are the two items I chose. And then on top of that, um, it was our first time using, well, it was my first time using industrial machines. That's what they had for us on the show. And so, like you know, lack of time, new sewing machine, it's like difficult fabrics. It was not a good start. And I struggled all the way until the end. I had to actually sew my model in at the end of the episode because I couldn't sew the zipper in, mm. in time. And everybody, like everybody, including myself, thought I was either going to be on the bottom or I was going to be eliminated. Just mm. because I thought my... I actually thought my design was really good. I just thought that it was executed really badly. And so I was really scared at that point. And then I went on stage. They were like, they called the six up and I was like, damn, I'm going to be on the bottom because they called my name up. And then they were like, Chelsea. And then I was like, yes. And Hannah, I think she, that was like the best, that was the biggest moment I think in the entire season for me. Honestly, besides winning, this was my favorite moment when she was like, we loved your look because oh, I, wow. yeah, I, I genuinely thought I was going to be eliminated. So when I heard that, I almost, I didn't, but I like almost cried. Yeah. This moment. Yeah. Wow. So you're like this whole time thinking, oh my God, I chose the wrong fabrics. This is just so difficult. I'm going to, this is it. I've blown it. And then they loved it. Yeah. There was, exactly. There was so much drama on me on the episode. Like when it aired, <laughs> all these people were texting me. They're like, oh my gosh, you're going to be eliminated first episode. They were like, oh my gosh, Chelsea, what are you doing? Yeah. And, the entire time, I was just like, mm, wait for the end. <laughs> but, oh, my yeah. God. That's so amazing. That's so cool. How fun that that was your favorite moment Moment in addition to winning um, in the first episode. What, like, a, a crazy, like, emotional swing that must have felt like. Yeah, that was a huge turning point because from then on, I, like, I was very confident from then on. Because I thought almost, to myself. Yeah, go ahead. I thought to myself, if they liked my outfits, then I was doing something right and that I should have some confidence in my outfits. Oh. So after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go big or go home. So that's what yeah. I did. Do you almost feel like that maybe set up a lot of pressure on yourself that like, okay, wow, they loved me the first one. Pressure is on. Actually, no. I, oh. I thought it was really – I might just be me, but I love um, being in situations where everything's like tense, everything's really competitive, just because that's where I thrive. Yeah. With my work. Okay. And so I personally liked it a lot. I thought it was actually <laughs> super fun, but I don't know how others felt. Uh, so I can only speak for myself. Sure. Yeah. And so at this point, you've done the first episode and you've gotten to know some of the other designers. Like, what is the ambiance and the and the the energy going on um, in the studio and sort of interacting with everybody in the high level of competition? And what's what's that like with everybody else? Um. I would say this was the first time I'd ever met so many people, well, any people actually, who had the same interests as me to be mm -hmm. like a fashion designer, and so many people who were like incredibly talented at it, and so I think it was, we were all really, I know a lot of people expect drama, but we were all, we got along very well, mm. and it was like, because we were all really just excited to be around people who like understood each other. Because you can't, like, you normally can't go up to your friends and be like, let's go to Mood or, like, have mm. you seen the latest season of blah, blah, blah. Like, they usually don't know that stuff. Yeah. So be around people like it. It was just really exciting. 
But, I mean, as this competition went on, of course, there are moments where people started getting on the bottom, people started getting eliminated, and that was when it really... I think it was like after maybe halfway or less through the show where everybody really started to tense up and be like, this is a competition, you know, we're here to stay, we're here to win. Mm -hmm. And so I think from the tension after that was a lot more competitive, but there was never any huge drama between people. It was all really loving. And every time someone was eliminated, we all cried. Oh, wow. You guys really made some bonds. Yeah, no, it was it was a really great experience. That's so refreshing and really cool to hear that, like, even in such a in such an industry that's labeled as, you know, cutthroat as fashion that I mean, I I just love hearing that you 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 know, you came from this world where you didn't really have other people to talk to. You know, you're taking sewing lessons from Miss Trang. But then beyond that, you didn't have like friends to bounce all these ideas and this fashion stuff off of. And all of a sudden you felt like you found your people. And even amongst a highly competitive sort of environment, you guys bonded and became friends. And it sounds like just kind of helped each other and rooted each other on. Yeah, it was definitely that. And besides the fact that only we can ex- like only we understand what the experience feels like so yeah. it's just something that nobody else really knows about like they can't be like oh yeah remember when this happened backstage or when blah 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 took this long to film like they don't know and so it's just really cool to be able to share that with people yeah Okay, so now you're about halfway through and you said you feel like you're kind of feeling some of the pressures heightening. Um, how are you feeling about yourself and your designs and your confidence and like, and and the stuff you're putting out? Um, I, talk about, you know, some of your favorite challenges that you guys went through or, you know, what you loved, what you hated. I, I want to hear another story about something you put on the runway. Okay. Um, I think it was after the first so after the first challenge, I th- I think I got three wins in total. And then I've, I've, I've gotten three wins in total. And that kind of happened like in a row. So mm. I think my favorite, oh, not in a row, but I think my favorite episode started from episode four because that was when I got my first win. And then after that, I won the second to last one and the one before that. So I think like near the ending was actually where I did my best. Because that's where I started to take more and more like risks. And technically, I was like advancing in what I knew and what I chose to do. I, th- I think maybe the funniest one, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe the last one, second to last one before the finale, where we had to be inspired by like these murals I put up. And of course, the button bag, you know, we had no decision in what we got. Yeah. And so I got this New York like kind of street mural thing and it it wasn't like I'm not a huge like my inspirations don't usually come from like cities and stuff and landscapes necessarily I know a lot of people will look at like cities in New York and be like oh that's so beautiful I'm gonna do this this and this but it kind of for me I was just really like panicked at that point because I was like I'm not usually inspired by graffiti like I don't know I'm not getting much off of this mm. but then I started looking at it more and I was like I really love the space background that the artist did it was like this beautiful space wall with these stars everywhere and I was like okay I'm gonna go off that because I love a good star motif and from there I kind of sketched this my original sketch was like this thing where I would piece together colorful pieces of leather and then after that I would kind of cut out more leather pieces and shapes of stars and I would applique that on but then Well, yeah, that was my original idea. So I went to Mood. I think we had like $300. I literally, because leather is so, so expensive, I spent all my money on like few cow hides and leather hides of colorful leather. Like it was not, it was like a bright blue, a neon orange, (laughs) like really fire truck red. Like it was, you know, it was all or nothing. There was, I couldn't have, like, I didn't have any backup. I didn't have any other options. And I'm sad to say, but leather was like the only thing I got. I didn't get any other fabric. So this was like, I had to do it. It was like do or die for me at that moment. But I I thought I would take the risk because it was the second to last challenge. And I knew that if I was going to move on, I had to show them, you know, something they'd never seen before from me. And so, oh, and up to this point, I want to let everybody know that I had never because 
like the show gives you such an amazing budget that you can work with all these new things you've never tried. But at home, because like I can't afford leather or back then I couldn't afford leather. Sure. Um, you know, so it was like my first time actually working with leather. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was. I love leather, but I never actually worked with it. So I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. But you I just got into, dove yeah. in and said, I'm going to do this. And you pushed exactly. and you took the risks. I was like, I'll figure it out somehow because that was like how I figured out most of my things during the season. Like I didn't know exactly how to do it, but I was like, I think I, I think I can make it work if I just like judge it a little bit, do this, do that, maybe. I, it was really kind of just like eyeballing everything. Yeah. And so I got into the workroom. I started sewing. I started cutting out like these rectangles, which was my original um, design. I sewed it. It was taking forever because I was essentially making my own fabric. It wasn't like I was cutting and then, you know, sewing it together. I was first making my fabric and piecing it um, block by block together. So it would essentially all be made by just pieces of leather all mm. placed together. Yeah. So I had no reference or pattern to work off of. And I think it was like maybe... I think two to four hours in, I looked at it. I only gotten like a small piece done. And I was like, I hate it. I looked at it for like the longest time. And I was like, I hate this. Oh. So, you know, I looked at what I had. I was like, I can't completely, you know, just ditch this idea because it's all I have. So I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to re completely redo it. And I came up with this like star look, just the entire thing. Instead of putting the stars as appliques, the stars would be the actual um, fabric itself. And so I cut, started cutting these like large stars out and then I just placed them over, like I draped them over the mannequin and then I would pin them there and then I would just hand stitch everything together. And so that took me the longest time. It was it was like really scary just because I didn't know if I'd get it done and hand sewing leather is not the best idea, especially when you don't have like a thumb guard or like finger guards because I was just sewing with my hands and I didn't realize I would be hand sewing. So that was a little rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just like a lot of things I didn't know would happen. So when a lot of people came to my side of the room and they were like, what are you doing? They were like, oh my gosh, are you hand sewing leather? And I was like, yes. And then they were like, oh my gosh, are you hand sewing like yellow neon leather? And I was like, yes. And they were like, oh my gosh. So it was, it was, I think people were just really excited or scared to see what I'd come up with. <laughs> and I was, I was pretty far along when Tim Gunn came in when he was doing the critiques and I was like terrified because Tim Gunn has actually never given me a, like a pause, like a full positive response. He's always had like good things to say, but he's never been like, I love this before. Mm. And so I was just, yeah, to me, he never said that. And like, cause I understand I was usually really rushed to finish things at the end. So the things I had to show him weren't necessarily the full product or they just seem really, you know, different. So he wouldn't like understand what I was going for, especially like this one. So I was terrified that he'd be like, this is horrible. You need to start over because I didn't have time or fabric to start over. He um, came over. I was the last critique and he kind of just looked at my stuff. And, like, you know that face that he does, like, that judging, like, question, like, the face where he's thinking, right? Yes. And so I was, like, so scared because he looked at it and he was, like, Chelsea. And I was, like, yes. Yes, Tim. And he was, like, you know what? And I was, like, what? And he was, like, this puts a smile on my face. Oh. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. And he was, like, yeah, I think it's so fun. It's so different. Like, I was, I was in awe. I was so excited that Tim like approved and liked it yeah. like he genuinely liked my work oh. and so I was so like I was like this is it I'm doing something right Tim Gunn likes my stuff yeah is he just as as amazing of a man as he seems he is exactly like he is on camera off oh. camera he's the same he seems yeah. so amazing yeah yeah and if he doesn't like something he'll tell you like he'll tell you directly he'll tell you what he believes um, you need to change or things you need to do like he'll let you know so he's both he's a very like genuine and loving person oh that's so cool yeah what a great, what a great experience yeah. so okay so then you win that challenge and now you're in the finals and how are you feeling are you like oh man pressure's really on oh during the finale yeah it was... once you like realized you were like okay I'm going to the finale 
kind of, when they like told me like oh chelsea you're going to the finale i was like yeah yeah i finally have like time in my own house i can like figure out my own stuff work at my own pace because i had a i think i had about a month before i had to go back with my collection okay we had like an amazing amazing budget so i was actually more than anything i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna do great yeah because i knew that i had like the resources and time to do what i wanted so when i went back i kind of took a little i'm embarrassed to say but i took a little vacay for uh, a week or two because i was like i'm good i was <laughs> I, I legitimately was like i need a break from this yeah and i need to really process and think about what i'm gonna do how long and- in total were you in new york for the for the duration of the show until you got to go home for the month to finish your final collection uh, we were in New York for a couple months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you had been like on for a couple months and then you finally were like, I'm home. I'm in a rest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I got home and I didn't actually, this was like terrifying parts. My, my parents were like really scared for me because what people don't know is when we went back, it was during school time for me mm. at least. So mm. I had missed a lot of, lot of work. And I was focused on that rather than the competition, which was, Mm. you know, I should have. And then I just decided it was like halfway through and I was like, I need to focus on the competition because this is like once in a lifetime. I can always like, you know, go back and explain (laughs) to my teachers why I failed this test. Yeah. So I, I basically just went off the swing and I focused completely on my collection um and I kind of it was it was rough for me because a lot of things that I did I'm the type of person where if I don't like something I will completely scrap it like unlike other designers they'll look at it and they'll do things to make it better but if I just don't feel it I will even if there's no time left I'll scrap it because I don't want to show anything to anybody that I'm not confident about Mm. so I I think I made an entire collection and I scrapped all of it because I hated it and I moved on to a new one yeah. And so by the time I went to the show, I I think I needed to make like two full pieces because I didn't have my stuff done. And not only that, but I had to, you know, redo a couple pieces because Tim was like, oh, you need to, this doesn't look, you know, like it fits or I think you should redo this or that. So there was a lot of redoing and making. Mm. In the last minutes when you're in New York. Yeah. 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 It was, I was so sad because it like, I think people thought that I just procrastinated, so that's why I didn't have my items done. But it was really because I had thrown away what I previously done to get an entirely new collection. Yeah. And so how are you feeling in these last moments? You're scrambling to get everything done, and you're you're about to show your collection. Are you feeling good or nervous or anxious? Uh, I think I was, like, in the worst position out of everyone during the finale, like, at the end. Why? Just because... I was the only one who had that much work to do. I was the only one who felt like really stressed out about the entire situation Mm. because out of everybody, I had gotten the biggest critique from Tim. Like he had spent the most time telling me, I think this doesn't go like with this or this. Basically I was the one who needed to change more than everybody else. So going into the finale, I was more like scared about what the judges would say rather than excited about showing my stuff. Okay. And so, and it was just because you were just like scrambling so last minute and you got this big critique from Tim and you just felt, I mean, I think absolutely fair and understandable. You were just nervous and you're like, what's the reaction going to be? Yeah, I was just nervous. And because usually when other, it is like, usually our fellow designers will go to each other's stuff and we'll be like, oh, that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. And I think I, like just from like judging from other people's reactions and everything, I didn't think, I didn't know if people liked my stuff or not. Like I was really, it's usually very obvious, but I didn't know if they loved my stuff. And so that kind of, cause it was really different, my collection, I guess. It wasn't exactly the most wearable things that you've seen before. So I was scared that the judges would be like, this isn't, um, this isn't like reasonable what I made or they'd be like, this is just really weird and we don't get it. Mm. Uh, and it turned out pretty good in the end, I guess. Cause well, I think they ended it up clearly loving. did. <laughs> no, it turned out, you know, it turned out better than I thought it would. It really did. Yeah. And during the critiques, I was like, honestly, during the critiques, I was like, I got this in the, I was like, I got this in the bag. Like you were it. during the critiques. You're like, Oh man, I totally have this. 
Yeah, what happened was they were going down the line, and then I heard my critiques, and they barely had any bad things to say, other than I think Christian told me he was like, uh, I I hoped I wished you would stay away from more like dressy kind of items to stay with like the cool girl things that you do because you're really good at those. Mm. And I got a couple of critiques about my storyline not exactly fitting my collection or being too into my storyline rather than like looking at the clothes themselves. Mm. But other than that, no one like actually looked at an outfit and it was like, I don't like this. So that was the biggest, you know, I had like, I, I remember it as having like the critique with like the, the less negative comments. And so when I heard that, I was like, check, killed it, got it in the bag. Like that was my reaction. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. And so then then you win. And tell, how was that moment? Oh, my gosh. It was, when they actually said I won, I didn't think they would say I, I would win. Because I was against, we were me and Chris were the top two. And they also really liked Chris's. And I thought his collection was really different from what he usually does. It was outside of the box. It was him. And so I was scared because... You know, they, you never know what could happen. You could believe they'll choose you, and then all of a sudden they'll, they say someone else's name, and you're like, what? Yeah. So I didn't want to be too hopeful about it. And then they kind of just said my name. And it was <laughs> the longest, like on TV, you know when they hear like the pauses and like the music becomes super dramatic. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, are they like slowing this down for TV? Or is this actually how long they took to say this? Um, it was actually how long they took to say this. They took like... I think Hannah was like, and the winner is. And she waited for, I thought it was like five minutes. It probably wasn't five minutes, but it felt like five minutes before she finally said someone's name. The suspense is real. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. I was, they cut it down on TV. I was like, wow, it was so much longer than oh that. Oh my gosh, they just make you stand there. Yeah, in like suspense, in fear and excitement. Yep. Okay, so you're 15 years old, you've missed a ton of school, but you've just had like the most amazing once in a lifetime experience winning Project Runway Junior. And that's uh, fall of 2016. So we're about two years past that now. So so then where do you go from there? You just like go back to your normal life? So what happened was after that, one of the uh, prizes was that I get a scholarship to FITM, a fashion college. Yeah. And I decided, I, you know, I really thought about it. And the thing about me was I knew after the show, because I never thought fashion was something I was actually going to pursue as a career mm. just because I never thought I could. You know, I didn't think that was an option for me. And after this, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can actually do it. Like, I'm capable. People will actually like my stuff. And so I decided this is kind of what I want to do. I want to make a fashion business. So this is where I want to go in life. And if I had the scholarship, I was like, why would I need to wait, you know, for the rest of high school until I finally decided to go? Um, I had to convince my parents to let me test out during sophomore year. So I completed my sophomore year. I took the SAT, I mean, not the SATs, I took like all my AP tests, everything. And at the end, I tested out. So you just did two years of high school? Yeah, I did two years because I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I had a lot of ambition and I was ready, but I knew that if I waited two more years, that ambition might like leave. It might have been gone. Mm. So I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that if I let myself finish high school, it would kind of be like the phrase where people are like, if you want, if you really want to thrive and be successful, you have to burn your boats. If you're like on an island, you can't just have a boat because you can leave. You have to really burn that boat so that you survive. And so I knew that if I wanted to do this, I had to make sure that I put myself in it 100%. Oh, wow. I love that. Okay. So you convince your parents, you test out of high school. And in the year that you should be a junior in high school, you enroll in FITM. Yeah, I enrolled. And not only that, but <laughs> it was right after sophomore year ended. And FITM goes quarterly, based, like they're quarterly based. And so I actually started 
in July during the summer program. So I literally had no summer break. You and just I kind don't want to waste any time. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just went straight into it. And then <sighs> I've been there ever since. And I'm almost done with my AA. I think I will be done in March. What's the AA for people listening who don't know that? Oh, it's associate's degree. Your associate's. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be done in March, which is about uh, six or seven months from when we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how has school been? Are you learning loads? Are you loving it? What's What's the experience been like at fashion school? And I also want to know, like, what's it been like? like? Are you the absolute youngest person there? I I was starting out because I was 16. And normally schools don't, like, allow – six. you know, they don't allow people who – test out of high school to necessarily go to their college but you know I had met up with them we talked and like they understood and like um everything that like everything was in order for me so they let me come in they were super like you know it was like a great environment I went in and I had never seen so many fashion kids in my life (laughs) Uh, it's, it's really different like the vibe compared to other colleges it's completely different we're a much smaller school there are like, they, we don't have things like frat parties or sororities or, like, any of these huge kind of gatherings. And so it's kind of just the school and, you know, us as a group of fashion, not fashion necessarily, but, you know, graphic designers, um, market, like, social media marketing majors. It's a bunch of very, just very artistic people. So it's a very, like, free and, um, I think, just colorful I think that's the word like very colorful college to be in it's it's so different from other colleges yeah yeah okay well no I was just curious like um so you're going through the program and you'll be done in March um what are you working on what are your plans I mean I know you you mentioned something about your own collection talk to us a little bit more about you know what are you thinking about trying to pursue when you graduate so after my AA, I'm actually, I talked to my parents about it. And since, you know, they're still, they're still, you know, Asian parents who want me to kind of finish schooling and everything. They <laughs> definitely want me to get a bachelor's degree. And I agree with that. I think a bachelor's degree is a lot more helpful than an associate's degree. And so I actually want to, if I get in, I hopefully want to go abroad and I want to study there for a couple of years to finish my bachelor's degree. And then I definitely want to come back and figure things out but for now i'm actually launching a new brand actually two new brands one is a clothing company and one is more of like an accessories bag company so the first one is called a clothing one is called visual novel and i'm coming out with it we're doing a photo shoot soon in september so it should be out by mid september if not end of september where i'll have my website up have all the items everything will be ready finally and so that's really exciting and then my other one is kind of it's actually for fun and it's just to see how things like what I can do and expand on besides fashion so it's called Desic and it's a bag company that I came up with and it's just gonna be for fun I'm gonna post item by item I'm gonna um, try out different things on social media see what people like so that one's definitely just more of like a carefree type of thing that I want to try out and if it does become successful then that's great. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're going to school full time and you're working on two collections. It sounds like you really don't stop. Do you kind of just do this full time and on the weekends and at night and all over the place? I'm kind of just a hustler. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never been one of those kids that can go on like vacation very long because when I was like a kid, I didn't really take, you know, the two months summer off. I never really took the two months summer off because if I was on break, I would either be in summer school because, again, my parents are Asian. Uh, (laughs) I would be traveling or I would be doing my own work at home, which my mom would give me. She would like she would literally buy booklets of things like of math of English and she would make me do these things every single day. So like I would stay on top of my game. Yeah. And. So I just, I've just never known, I like, I can't, if I do nothing for a day, I feel so unaccomplished. Like, I just, it's not fun for me to do nothing for a day. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. Like, if I do nothing for a day, it's just me on YouTube the entire time. And by the end of the night, I'm like, 
so disappointed in myself. I just look up from my computer screen and I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I've wasted an entire day. Oh. Like that's that's how I feel. So yeah. when I do things, I it's like it's fun for me to kind of when I do things like collections, it's just great to be able to see the finished product and be like, oh my gosh, I did that because I know how much like blood, sweat and tears I put into it. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's it's pretty clear that like your drive and ambition has gotten you where you are today. Um, can you talk a little bit about the clothing collection, visual novel? Um, are you having pieces like produced in LA and you're going to launch online? Like what are the logistics behind behind doing that? I know the other one you said is a little bit more fun, experimentational. It sounds like you're just going to um, make some pieces and kind of put them up one by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But talk uh, a little bit more about those two projects. Okay, so the visual novel one, what's happening is I have some things manufactured and everything is made in LA, so it's all like locally done, but some items are manufactured and then some for me, what I'm going to do, it's going to be made to order because I first want to start off and see if people actually, you know, like what I'm doing, if people are actually attracted to the website before, you know, I kind of manufacture in bulk because that would be a lot of money and time and everything. Yeah. So... I want to do that. Some items are definitely like the sweaters or the kind of um, like the sweaters or like some leggings that I have. Those are definitely manufactured. And so I have a bunch of those. But then other things like um, dresses from my collection or specific tops or everything, those are all made to order. So someone would order them. And then I would say, give me a week or two. Like the policy would be about a couple weeks to make it and then it would be shipped to you in x amount of time okay yeah so i'm thinking of it's going to be collection based so every collection i'll upload a whole new like line of clothing but as far as how often i'm going to upload collections i don't know yet okay gotcha so you're kind of it sounds like you're just gonna go with the first collection, see how it goes, get people's feedback and adjust from there, which is smart. Like go out and like test the market a little bit. Exactly. I'm like when I told my dad, I was like, Oh my gosh, it takes so much money to manufacture. He was like, Why don't you just start out and figure out what people like yeah. before you have a bunch of product to sell? Yes. And I was like, Wait, that's a good idea. So <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. My dad always has like really good advice but since i'm a rebellious teen i don't usually listen but like in this case i was like that that sounds reasonable like this actually sounds like really good advice so i'm gonna actually take this in this time and i decided yeah i'm not going to manufacture units of product and not be able to sell them yeah very very smart very smart um, wow, this is so cool. I am like really over the moon excited to get to hear your whole story and can't wait to see wh- where the rest of your career goes. It's just going to be explosive. I know it. Um, I would love to end with the question that I ask everybody at the end of the interview. Uh, and that is, what is one thing people never ask you about working in the fashion oh, industry? Oh, my God. Oh, that you wish they would. That is such a good question. <laughs> you know, like a PSA for people to, like, look at us differently. Yeah. Um, well, my PSA is for people to look at us differently because I feel like when I say to people, I'm a fashion designer, they always imagine that I sketch something and I'm like, it's made and it's sold. Like, that's what they think. Mm. And it's the farthest thing from that. Like, going into fashion school, I didn't even realize that that's what your job description technically is. But really, you're busy with running a business. You're busy with so many things that you don't even get to do that at work. Mm. Like, I've had teachers tell me when they've had their businesses that you don't even design at home or you don't sew or you never do blah, blah, blah. Like, you do your business you do all like the office thing and managing everybody else. And then at home, you that's like at night, that's when you design. And so for me, I kind of just wish that people would, it's like, it's like any other, any other industry where if you were in technology, you know, you, I feel like people look at us where, oh, it's so easy. It's just fashion or, oh, you guys have it you know, it's really what you do is really fun. How could you ever like understand blah, blah, blah. Mm. I just wish people would see that it's just as much work as anything else. And it's a business like any other business. It's just that the product we give out is clothing. Mm. And if anything, I think it's a lot more work than a lot of, you know, business out 
businesses out there that sell like you know one product or one type of thing because for us we're our turnaround rate is so fast that we're always making new things we're always you know doing new marketing sales or new products it's like it's a hustle for us whereas other people or other companies you know they kind of focus on this one product and then they sell that like crazy and that's their brand whereas we have to constantly create product so I think people just I I wish people can kind of see that we work just as hard if not harder because it's it's an unstable industry so whether you succeed or fail it's there's no guarantee so we're always on the top of our you know always on the top of our game yeah I love it. Well, you are going places. You are very much on the top of your game. Um, congratulations on all the successes so far. And thank you so much for chatting with me. Where can everybody connect with you online and learn more about what you're doing? Oh, okay. Uh, so for Instagram, you can visit me at Chelsea underscore Ma. So original, I know. Uh, <laughs> on, I think every other, I'm going to be honest, I don't use Twitter. I think my username is Chelsea underscore Ma, but that could be wrong. Uh, Facebook, I think it's the same thing. Also could be wrong, but I don't use either. And then um, as far as that, my website, my current profile website is ChelseaMa.com. But my new websites will be up, which is VisualNovelOfficial.com. And it's DesicOfficial.com. Which and is how do you spell Desic? Yeah, it's D-E-S-S-A-C, which is the French word for bags. It's literally bags. Yeah, so I thought it'd just be like a fun, very simplistic, straightforward kind of like word. And so when people ask, what does that mean? I'd be like, oh, it's just the French, you know, word for bags. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I will link to all of that in the show notes, um, your Instagram and the three websites. Uh, and uh, thank you so much, Chelsea. This was really cool to chat with you again. Congratulations on everything so far. I'm really, really excited to to continue watching your journey and seeing all the wonderful things that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was I really liked doing this interview. Um, you asked a lot of amazing questions that people don't usually ask. So I was really, you know, I wasn't expecting it. And I'm really thankful for that. Awesome. Lovely Thanks. to chat with you. You too. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. If you want to check out any of the resources mentioned or Chelsea's websites, you can find the show notes by scrolling down in your player, wherever you're listening on your phone right now, or just go to sfdnetwork.com slash 77. And I'll remind you guys, if you enjoy the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, do someone out there a favor and share it with them. There's so many people out there who could be benefiting from this content and all the amazing advice and insights and tips that these wonderful guests put together for us that I know there's loads of people out there that need the support that aren't getting it. So if you have a friend or a colleague or just someone who you think would be interested in this show and could benefit from them, take 30 seconds and shoot them a quick text, email, or Facebook message. I know they would appreciate it, and I would appreciate it too. Thanks so much, you guys. Talk to you in the next episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Excited to to continue watching your journey and seeing all the wonderful things that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was I really liked doing this interview. Um, you asked a lot of amazing questions that people don't usually ask. So I was really, you know, I wasn't expecting it. And I'm really thankful for that. Awesome. Lovely to chat with you. You too. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. If you want to check out any of the resources mentioned or Chelsea's websites, you can find the show notes by scrolling down in your player, wherever you're listening on your phone right now, or just go to sfdnetwork.com slash 77. And I'll remind you guys, if you enjoy the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, do someone out there a favor and share it with them. There's so many people out there who could be benefiting from this content and all the amazing advice and insights and tips that these wonderful guests put together for us that I know there's loads of people out there that need the support that aren't getting it. So if you have a friend or a colleague or just someone who you think would be interested in this show and could benefit from them, take 30 seconds and shoot them a quick text, email, or Facebook message. I know they would appreciate it and I would appreciate it too. Thanks so much, you guys. Talk to you in the next episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast.